The firing of, of Mike Matheny, uh, our Cardinals manager for the last five years, who took him to the World Series in his first year, never had a losing season, and was just recently let go in the middle of the season because the team was just one game over 500. The thing that's really key in the coaching that I do with, with a lot of leaders is reminding them what they can take responsibility for and what they cannot take responsibility for. And there are seasons in every organization just like there are seasons as sure as there is fall and winter and spring and summer. And in those seasons when things are, let's call it winter, dying and not working right, it's not always an indication that you're not doing something right. It's often an indication that certain things are, are passing on so that you can have new growth. So I'm here with Brandon Jackson today and I'm excited to be here because we're talking about something that I think is crucial for everyone who is an executive, for everybody who's a leader, for even people who are just leading their family. This is a theme I think that will come back up a thousand times and we'll come back to it I'm sure in the future. But I want to dial into it particularly because Brandon, you have baseball experience, you've been a part of the podcast before and just this week we had a pretty significant event happen in St. Louis. Now if you're listening to this nationally, uh, you may not be as uh, wedded to the person, but you will understand the concept of what we're talking about. You know, we pretty much are a, a perennial uh, playoff team. And Mike Matheny, uh, in my opinion, was not a failure in any way, shape, or form. So how much does the manager take responsibility for a team that, uh, I just looked at the stats, not a, not a player is hitting 300. There's not a player on that bench that's hitting 300. How can you blame the manager for that? Well, I, I <laughs> you know, the, the whole thing goes is the manager doesn't throw, catch, or hit the ball. It's the players, <laughs> right? They simply put the lineup up. They make pitching changes, uh, you know, call hit and runs, bunts, and whatnot. And has he made some mistakes perhaps? Well, I mean, talk to a manager that's that hasn't made a mistake and they're gonna say oh I've made plenty of them uh, however I don't think uh, what we're talking about is uh, mistakes that uh, that he made in a lineup that's me personally I don't feel so now talk to other people what do they call them uh, Monday morning quarterbacks you know it's so funny I listen to the radio and people calling in and everybody's a manager everybody you know hindsight when the play goes wrong they go up in arms they probably weren't up in arms before the play or the switch was made it's only afterwards it's funny how uh, you know you talk to people um in person i i, I do it at the gym uh i mean that's crossfit that's, valley Park. yeah CrossFit and, valley. and just for those of you who don't know brandon's a former baseball player but uh in the triple a system and for the Yankees, transitioned into ownership, and you know how difficult it is to manage an organization. We talk about the Cardinals manager is experiencing is the blame for something that wasn't necessarily his fault, but he has to take responsibility for it. I mean, they've got some injuries. Uh, young players, the guys that should be good aren't playing well. Mm. Um, I don't think, I, I just don't, at this point, I don't think it's Matheny's fault, uh, but somebody's got to wear it, and he and he took it on the chin. 
like a champion. Like he took it on a chin like a leader. Yeah. And he didn't uh he didn't point fingers as far as I can see. Yeah. I haven't seen all the interviews, but as far as I can see, he's like, yeah, you know. And the question was asked of him, do you have any regrets? And he said no. That um I love that. Me too. I love that. I think he handled his business the way it should have been handled. And his day was this past weekend. Mm, yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And, and, and so let me draw out something you're kind of pointing at there. There are also seasons, let's call them fall, <laughs> where it's, it's not necessarily that things are dying around you, but there's noise. And the noise is discouraging. The noise is frustrating. The noise is irritating because things aren't quite catching the momentum you would like the organization to have that you're leading or you would like to see in the sales or you would like to see in some area as, as a leader uh, uh, as you manage your, your employees. When that's happening, you can get into a bad space. Focus is that ability to drown out the noise by staying on point regardless of the circumstances around you. And circumstances are like seasons. They will come and they will go. And like seasons, sometimes you will come and you will go. And it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with whether that's right or wrong. What you have to do as a leader is commit yourself to the principles of success over and over again. And that's a mindset. I love working hard. I think working hard is a good thing. Got to do it. Got to do it. But I think we, um, we get to a point where we let other people define what success is, and then we take that as the truth. Well, that's what it is then. And I think, first of all, if you're a leader and you're letting somebody else tell you what success is, I'm not so sure you're cut out for leadership. So, and that was probably pretty, that probably stepped on some toes on some listeners. I'm not sure, but that's, hey, but that's my thought. That's my thought on that. So, um, I don't know. I think I've just tell listeners or people just to beware of what the world is telling you. Um, Because usually whatever the world is telling you, is usually wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the thing. You still have to learn to navigate the pressure of that noise because it's going to be there. Uh, sure. Everybody has their own definition of success, like Brandon said. Therefore, you're going to have to live in other people's definition of success if you work for someone else. And so what do you do when someone's saying the numbers aren't you know, there? What, what do you do when, when you have uh, employees who are, are kind of talking behind your back? What do you do in those situations that are noisy where you're tempted to get off of what I will call a success mindset, but what I mean by that is really up to you in the sense that you're saying, I'm doing okay. I'm in a good place, and the way I'm making my decisions isn't based on everyone's noise. It's based on what is good and what is right and what's going to help this organization and what's going to help these people, even in sometimes though it's a difficult decision what um what some people are going to be upset about well definitely if you work for somebody you better understand what your boss's success what the definition of your boss um what your boss is saying success is that's right yeah if you're running a sales team and your boss says you know hey our for this quarter it's you know 1.7 million 
uh, that's what's going to make us successful, then your job is to get that sales team to deliver $1.7 million in that quarter. Now, if you don't hit that, that doesn't mean that you weren't successful. You're not a successful person. Now, in the eyes of your boss, you weren't successful. Hmm. But again, like I said, if you're enjoying leading that team, if you are, have a great relationship with your wife and your kids and you're, and you're loving on your neighbors that you don't even know, I mean, these, these are things that I am talking about what is a successful life. Correct. Right? If you're doing those things, I'm sitting there going, brother, you're successful. Yes. And I think you're also hinting at something else, which is leaders. We're always being led by somebody. So if you're not, you're not really a leader either. Okay? You might be the CEO of an organization. You still answer to the board. Okay? And, and that is the way accountability works. Still, you have to have your own mind and you have to develop a way that you are both accountable to that board and thinking independently. A way that you are answering to those sales goals and those kinds of things, and you're making sure you're making progress on those, but you're also very sure of what you have defined as success. So that those two things have different boxes. Yes, we're going to check off the directors are happy, but am I? Okay, so you have to meet both of those goals, not just one or the other. And one of those things that you have to meet is taking care of yourself. And so when Mike Matheny says he has no regrets, one of the things I hear in that is I did everything that I could to honor the organization, the players, the, the scouts, the people that answer to me as I employ them. And I did it in a way that honored the values that I hold to keep my family first you know, in his case, he has a faith in, in God. That was one of the things he said right away was, you know, I can, I can check my conscience. It's clean. You know, I, I, sure, there was times I had to ask for forgiveness with certain, you know, disputes and those kinds of things. But in general, there's nobody who I didn't apologize to or say something to the wrong way that I didn't ask for forgiveness from. I know that I have no regrets because I did it the right way every day. If you can say that as a leader... Well, yeah, you know, having five winning seasons ain't too bad. And sometimes, you know, the uh, stock investors uh, are saying, hey, you won, but we wanted you to win bigger. Well, I, I, I don't know if, if I can really blame you for kind of feeling like that's a little unfair. It is. And you know what? As leaders, we take it anyway. And we say, you know what? Uh, if that's going to sacrifice my family, I have to make the decision to either try and meet that bar or maybe do what Mike Matheny has to do and say, I have no regrets. If y'all need to let me go, I will find my way. I will succeed again. This is not a question of whether I failed. It's a question of how I define success. And so if I'm a failure in this group's uh, you know, my eyes, big deal. That's not leadership to define myself by someone else's eyes. It starts with me and I'm doing really well. Thank you. I am doing everything that I can do. And maybe I am just coming to a season where I'm finding something new to do. So 
I think that that uh, it's just been really nice to have you on because Brandon, you do this really well. You know, I, I get the opportunity to coach with Brandon and. I've watched him take an organization through a, a huge programmatic shift in the way that CrossFit is applied to his clients. You wanted people not to get injured. You wanted people to be more and more healthy and more and more fit, and they are better uh, equipped now than they've ever been. Oh, there's no question. I mean, we're, we're now a year into this, and our uh, injuries have plummeted, yeah. which is yeah. makes me... Uh, have a big smile. I got a lot of backlash for for the change, but um, because you were taking care of people, yeah, it, and I was willing to, uh, you know, take those shots. And um, you know, my hope is that uh, we start something here in town that other gyms see how. Well, how about this? In my opinion, if you're wanting to take care of people and their joints and get them well, I think it's a pretty good approach. When I have people coming up to me, and not just five or six, we're talking double digits big time, yeah. going, yeah. I feel so much better today than I did a year ago. Right. Their joints. They wake up in the morning, and they're not shuffling their feet. They're hopping out of bed, going straight to the kitchen, making their coffee, and they got an extra hop in their step. That makes me smile. That's what I'm after. Yeah, because I don't feel like any program should uh, beat you up and make you feel terrible, but you feel good doing it. it, it it's just like it so just doesn't just, make sense. You to just me. brought the metaphor that I want for every leader listening to this. When you go through failure, if you beat yourself up and you get really hard on yourself because you think that's going to make things better, can I just tell you what it's going to make you? It's going to make you more sore. It's not going to make you better. Those different little tiny, you know, tweaks to your mindset to get you in peak form so that you're not frustrated, ticked off, you know, constantly a little bit irritated by all the noise that's going on. And so that what you're doing every single day is getting you the same results and the experience of feeling the results of feeling the 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 you know uh, humble pride of being able to say I'm doing the right thing for people I'm I'm managing them well I'm leading well and yes that conversation was tough yes this person didn't get what they wanted but it was the right decision and so that Brandon to me is a picture of what we're talking about Michael Matheny had no regrets because he did the right thing over and over again in St. Louis. The St. Louis Cardinals are still a class act organization because of his management, all right? And then your organization, if you continue to do things in the right way and answer to the people with, with accountability and all those things, but at the end of the day, define success in terms of your relationships, in terms of your legacy, in terms of how you treated people well, in terms of how you are doing with your husband or your wife or your relationships with your kids, and you're able to say, I am, I am doing the very best I can do, and I'm taking care of myself, and I'm taking care of others around me. And, uh, you know, if, if so-and-so decides to, to go a different direction, that's their prerogative. But I am satisfied with my leadership. That's the greatest reward, isn't it? I would say for sure. Um, because this past year, 
I don't have any regrets. None. Um, has there been bumps in the roads? Of course, but I, I just don't. I just don't look back um, and wallow over something that has been lost. I'm I'm pleased where we're at, or where we're heading. Yeah, and I have a feeling uh, we're about to see a uh, spring summer season uh, because really, you know, you can feel it in the gym. You can feel the excitement. Um, the competition's kind of heating up a little bit in terms of folks getting to their personal bests and those kinds of things. And there's a sense at which you don't have to get injured to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. That's right. That's not the point. Yeah, yeah. That's not the point at all. So here's a little plug for CrossFit Valley Park. If you're listening to this and you're an executive, a leader, uh, especially, you know, somebody who's got to take care of themselves. Let me just put a plug in for, for Brandon Jackson as a personal trainer for sure. Um, he does one-on-ones. Uh, he has packages that, that will fit your time and your your, uh, your you know schedule, which I know is, is incredibly intense. And, and uh, just get in contact with him through the website, CrossFitValleyPark.com. Uh, but also, for those of you who are listening who are wondering, okay, you know, I always wanted that personal attention of a coach. Um, but I can't afford, you know, the, the whatever, $125 a session. Um, you know, I, I really need something that I can do regularly at, at a fraction of that price. Well, you know what? The memberships at CrossFit Valley Park fit great for that. And not only do you get really personal attention, um, your class sizes are small and, and the energy there is amazing, but you get CrossFit for everyone. You know, CrossFit Games is not what CrossFit Valley Park is after. But there is a sense of competition that's healthy, that's pushing you to the best you. And that community uh, vibe is exactly what we need, the encouragement we need and the coaching we need to sometimes break through walls that we're stuck in. And so I just want to put a plug in there for you, Brandon. I, I hope that's okay. Well, sure it is, Monty. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but yeah, it's awesome, we'll, man. We'll take it. And, you know, I mean, thanks for, for lending your expertise to the Mike Matheny situation as well. Folks listening around the country might, might not know the situation as well, but here's the thing. It, it, it's really about no regrets leadership. No regrets leadership. What a great way to say it. It means that you do things the right way with all the noise around you. You focus through it to, to lead people with integrity, with character, and uh, I want you to know that's what the John Maxwell team's about. That's what this podcast, your genius zone, is about. Figuring out how you lead uh, really, really uniquely uh, so that you're defining success for yourself. And Brandon, I know you've done that with your gym, and I know that uh, you know not only are you a success, but that the gym is going to continue to see uh, greater and greater success uh, in all the ways that are measured by the world just as much as by your mindset. So thanks for joining us. Thank you, Monty. We'll see you next time on the Your Genius Zone podcast. Thanks for joining us.